Welcome to www.wplclawcenter.com. Collection dispute slash defenses. What happens if you receive a phone call from a purported creditor demanding payment on a debt you don't believe you owe? What happens if you are paid up on your credit card but you receive a letter saying you are in default for non-payment? What do you do if you truly are in default on a debt and the holder of the debt sues you? These are all daunting situations and you have a right to be frustrated, angry and even scared. The skilled professionals at the BLC Law Center are used to dealing with these questions every day. We will also tell you here a few strategies to dealing with debt collection disputes and possible defenses against collection lawsuits. Debt Collection Disputes Unfortunately, in our electronic age, debt collection disputes happen far too frequently. It can be a matter of a transposed account number, a check sent to the wrong address or any other number of issues. First, you need to verify that it is, in fact, your debt that you are being contacted about. There are thousands of people out there with the same name while social security numbers and account numbers can easily be transposed. Further, there are bad players out there who steal identities for a living. Don't agree to anything with a creditor until you verify that it is your debt. Second, keep accurate records, especially with your banking transactions, to be able to verify that you did indeed send in a payment on a certain date and that it cleared your bank on a certain date. Mistakes are constantly made where payments are applied to the wrong accounts. Third, you should monitor your credit report at least annually. If someone has stolen your identity, your credit report is often the first place where a stolen identity can be noticed. Fourth, you need to verify that the debt is accurate and truly in arrears. Debt holders do make mistakes and do not necessarily always follow the applicable law when it comes to collection actions. Your rights are also protected by the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act and the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Please refer to our summaries of those laws on our website as well. If all of this checks out and you cannot pay the debt in a timely manner, your creditor may sue you to collect the balance owed them. What to do if a creditor sues you? Don't stick your head in the sand and ignore the lawsuit. Most lawsuits are won by creditors simply because debtors do not reply to them and the creditors are awarded summary judgments. Don't let this be you. When contacted by a creditor, do not admit that you owe the debt. It is possible that you do not but if you say that you do, it can possibly be held against you if you go to court. Don't allow the creditor pressure you into any form of refinancing for the debt such as placing it on a credit card. Oftentimes, you are only throwing good money after bad. Refinancing a debt that was originally at 10% interest at 24% interest is a bad move and can be nearly impossible to pay back. Collectors often pitch a settlement and try to pressure you into taking it. A $400 per month payment may sound good compared to paying off $20,000 inches one shot but if you cannot realistically pay it, do not agree to it. Don't allow yourself to be bullied by debt collectors. They typically get paid based on a commission from how much they collect. Many are willing to engage in questionable tactics in order to bring home a paycheck. Understand your rights. Federal and state law offers you protection in many instances when debt collectors come calling. If you are in over your head, contact an attorney as soon as possible. This is a very trying and stressful time.
Defending against lawsuits like this is a complex task that our experienced staffs are trained to handle. FDCPA Claims What is the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act FDCPA? The FDCPA is a federal law that was written to protect you, the consumer, from abusive practices by debt collectors. Please note that the FDCPA typically only applies to debt collectors and not the original holders of your debt, such as a credit card company or a bank. What type of debts does the FDCPA apply to? The law applies to what you would think of as personal debts, such as a car loan, an installment payment plan to a gym, medical bills due to a hospital and your mortgage on your home. It explicitly does not apply to any debts that were accrued for business or agricultural purposes. Who is a debt collector under the FDCPA? A debt collector is defined by the law as any person who regularly collects or attempts to collect debts owed to another person or institution. Importantly, the definition does not include an institution trying to collect a debt under its own name, an institution who sold a debt but still services it thinks student loans typically or an institution trying to collect on a debt that was not in default when it bought the debt, among others. What behaviors does the FDCPA prohibit by collection agencies? The FDCPA requires that communication by a collection agency only occur between the hours of 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. and that they may not contact you at your place of employment if they are informed that such calls are not allowed while you are at work. The law also prohibits many specific behaviors by debt collectors to include threatening violence or other criminal behaviors to harm the debtor's person, reputation or property using obscene or abusive language publishing a blacklist of consumers who allegedly refuse to pay debt in a timely fashion advertising a debt for sale to coerce payment repeatedly calling a debtor or letting their phone ring continuously calling without properly identifying themselves making false statements regarding affiliation with the U.S. government making false statements about the nature character or amount of the debt making false statements about being an attorney or representing an attorney threatened to make false credit statements about the debtor, soliciting a post-dated check to use as a threat or to bring criminal charges against the debtor contacting the debtor directly if the agency knows the debtor is represented by an attorney this is not an exhaustive list of prohibited practices but is intended, instead, as a guide to give you an idea of what acts collection agents are not allowed to do. Click here for a full description from the Federal Trade Commission. What can an attorney do for you under the FDCPA? The BLC Law Center has a skilled and experienced staff that can represent you to ensure that the harassing phone calls stop. We know the law and can analyze the debt collector's actions under the FDCPA and can represent you in court to sue the collection agency for violating your rights. If found in violation, they can be fined up to $1,000 and be required to cover attorney's fees and court costs. Elements of a Chapter 7 Bankruptcy in California Many people struggling with debt in the San Diego, California area are now considering bankruptcy as a way to eliminate those debts and obtain relief. For those who are not legal experts or experienced in the practice of bankruptcy law, the different options and path to relief can oftentimes feel overwhelming. The complexity involved starts with the lengthy and cumbersome laws dealing with bankruptcy. The U.S. Bankruptcy Code involves page after page of legal descriptions, mandates, and rules that apply to many different situations. While some of the code applies to all bankruptcies, 
Parts of the code only apply one or another chapter within the code. Chapter 7 Bankruptcy and U. One of the different chapters within the U.S. Bankruptcy Code is 7. When someone files for protection under this section of the code, it is often referred to as a Chapter 7 Bankruptcy. In contrast to other chapters within the code, Chapter 7 exists to help those who are suffering from too much debt and do not have the income capacity to restructure debts or work out a plan with creditors. Bankruptcies filed under Chapter 7 have to meet several requirements before a federal bankruptcy judge will approve the petition. For example, there are income requirements that a person must meet, and if he or she does not, then a different chapter of the code would likely be better. In addition to income requirements, Chapter 7 bankruptcies involve the risk of losing property. In contrast to a Chapter 11 or 13 filing, Chapter 7 petitions often put up all of the debtor's possessions for liquidation by the court. There are exceptions to what property will be sold as a result of the petition, and those exceptions will vary by state. As a result, California has its own rules for those filing for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Primary Purpose of Chapter 7 Bankruptcy one of the key reasons why Chapter 7 petitions can be helpful is that it allows a debtor to list all of her debts and have most of them discharged. This allows the debtor who is in over his or her head to have a fresh start and try to reach financial independence going forward. But discharge can be complicated by the types of debt involved, facts of the case, and whether all of the rules pertaining to bankruptcy have been followed. Another purpose of a Chapter 7 petition is to treat creditors fairly and evenly. Because Chapter 7 petitions typically end in the discharge of all debts, no one creditor is paid while another is left fighting for what is left over. In typical cases, the estate containing the assets of the debtor is accumulated and liquidated and the remains are split between creditors through a court-appointed trustee. Your San Diego Bankruptcy Legal Counsel at the Bankruptcy Law Center we help those struggling with debt find relief through the laws found in the Bankruptcy Code. Judge denies dismissal of student loans. In a recent bankruptcy case out of the Central District of California, a federal bankruptcy judge denied a petitioner's request to eliminate his student loans in bankruptcy. This case was not a difficult one for the judge to decide and it bucks the trend of recent reports that federal district court judges are becoming more lenient in student loan bankruptcy discharges. The case, in Ray Porter, involved a single man in his 30s who currently works part-time in two different jobs. One of the interesting things about this case is that the man recently had a well-paying job and could easily afford his $80,000 in just student loans payments. Due to some of his recent choices, he no longer had that job and had moved on to something else. A change in direction. Not unlike many today, the man in this case decided that corporate life was not for him. The bankruptcy petitioner in this case is well-educated, with both a bachelor's and master's degree in electrical engineering, and could likely find work in a number of places. He decided to quit his job and pursue other interests in life, none of which are as lucrative as electrical engineering. Eventually he ended up in Southern California, living in a van, and making less than $60 a day. With two part-time jobs and no immediate prospects, he decided to try and eliminate tens of thousands of dollars in student loans through a bankruptcy petition. He soon learned how this can be a rather difficult process. 
student loans and bankruptcy. An uphill battle. As the court noted in its opinion, the bankruptcy code is an important and generous law that lets most debtors escape most kinds of debt and start a new lease on life. Following a bankruptcy, a person is allowed to pursue his or her life without the threat of collections or large amounts of debt hanging overhead. There are certain debts, like student loans, that are difficult to discharge in bankruptcy. The bankruptcy code itself states that student loans are not dischargeable in bankruptcy unless there the debtor is facing an undue hardship. The bankruptcy code does not define what constitutes undue hardship, however, so the courts have enunciated a three-step test to determine if student loans can be discharged in bankruptcy. Under those three steps, a debtor can have his or her debts eliminated in bankruptcy if the debtor cannot maintain on current income a minimal standard of living for him or herself and dependents if forced to pay the debts. This set of circumstances is likely to continue into the future for a significant portion of the debtor's repayment period. The debtor has made good faith efforts to repay the student loans. As you can see, this is an uphill battle, and qualifying for discharging student loans in bankruptcy is much harder than other debts. Your California Bankruptcy Law Firm At the Bankruptcy Law Center we understand all of the debts and situations that qualify for help under the Bankruptcy Code. Our team of talented professionals are standing by to help you understand your options. Please visit our site to www.blclawcenter.com for more information on San Diego Bankruptcy Attorney.